Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The 11 to 1 show. Glitz. Glamour and those all-important awards. I'll be bringing you all the action from last night's Golden Globes right after Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi living on a prayer in LMFM's 11 to 1 this Monday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. And it's a cold one. It is freezing. And be careful on those roads because they are a bit deceptive. There's a lot of black ice about. And I want to let you know the Bedford Medical Centre... Convent Road at Lumley and Navin they are advising that they are actually open as usual but their car park is actually closed due to the black ice so in case you're driving by and you're seeing no cars there wondering is it actually open it is the Bedford Medical Centre on the Convent Road in at Lumley and Navin and I'd say there's a lot of that happening with different businesses having to navigate around the ice this morning so do take care those degrees are quite low today it's so uh, do take care if you're on the roads I would say a lot of parents are back home uh, well back home by now after school runs and everything this morning it is back to normal with a bang and we're delighted you know we need to get the routine back we really do and later on in the show we're going to be chatting all about that back to school routine if you've had a battle this morning getting the kids out of the bed like I did because it is pitch black isn't it as well it's very hard and you've had fights and arguments on the way to school well we're going to put a stop to all that we're going to be talking about the back to school routine now it is Glitz and glamour, first of all, as the Hollywood glitterati joined forces for the 81st Golden Globe Awards. And it seems Oppenheimer and Succession have dominated all the major awards. So uh, we had a lot uh, of the Oppenheimer crew taking home uh, different awards. So we've had the director, Christopher Nolan even. Uh, we had, of course, our fantastic Killian Murphy. And we had Best Supporting Actor going to Robert Downey Jr. as well. And uh, I do have a little bit of um, audio here, which I'm thrilled to get from the ceremony. Here is Killian Murphy taken to the stage to accept his, uh, his Golden Globe. Here he is. I knew the first time that I walked on uh, a Chris Nolan set that it was different. I could tell by the level of uh, rigor, the level of focus, the level of dedication, the complete lack of any seating options for actors, (laughs) (laughs) that it was, I was in the hands of a visionary director, a master. And I want to thank Chris and Emma for having the faith in me for for 20 years and six feckin' pictures. (laughs) So thanks so much. Um, One of the most beautiful and vulnerable things about being an actor is that you can't do it on your own really. And 
We had the most incredible ensemble cast in this movie. It was magic, and some of them are here today. Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Gary Oldman. Thank you for carrying me and holding me through this movie. Uh, oh, to all, all my fellow nominees, if you're Irish or not, you're all legends. You're stunning work. I salute you. Ha <laughs> oh, He is a legend. Absolutely brilliant. And it's great to, to see him sort of in, in rare form, isn't it? Because normally he's kind of a bit of a moody character, is Al Killian Nolan. So fantastic. Now, Oppenheimer's main rival for drama was, of course, Scorsese's Killer, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. So between the two of them last year, like they just were absolutely top-notch films. They really, really were. And I was very, very... Um, uh, I really enjoyed the, the Killers of the Flower Moon. It was absolutely amazing. And uh, Lily Gladstone, which was so deserved she won for Best Actress. Here's a little snippet from her speech. This is an historic win. It doesn't belong to just me. I'm holding it right now. I'm holding it with all of my beautiful sisters and the film at this table over here and my mother, Tansu Cardinal, standing on all of your shoulders. Um, thank you. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Leo. Thank you, Bob. You... Um, you are all changing things. Thank you for being such allies. There you go. And she says this is for every little res kid, every little urban kid, every little native kid out there who has a dream, who is seeing themselves represented by ourselves in our words, which is so important as well, because um, that was uh, she started off her speech with um, a little bit of the Blackfeet language. And she says, I'm so grateful that I can speak even a little bit of my language and, uh, you know, to get it out there about the native speech. And that is really what that movie was all about. They cast directly from, you know, the people that actually the movie was about. About. So, you know, really, really interesting film. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend that you check it out. I do have lots more from the Glitterati at the Golden Globes. But first, let's go back to the music. Here's Train. Train with Drive By and LMFM's 11 to 1. Music from Lewis Capaldi on the way and more from last night's Golden Globes. The 11 to 1 show. Birthday request coming in for Owen McCaffrey. He is in Dundalk. Big happy birthday to you. He also says that it's Elvis Presley. He's alive and well in Grange Drive, Dundalk. It's his birthday as well. Apparently he sings nothing but a hound dog. Okay, there's a little in-joke between Owen and his pal there, but wishing you a happy birthday. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Here's Lewis Capaldi just for you. Lewis Capaldi wish you the best all the best stars and celebrities were out in force in Hollywood last night at the Golden Globe Awards by the way it's going to be aired tonight on RTE2 there's like red carpet and all that kind of crack and there at 9 and then the awards and the highlights kind of from the awards starts at 9.30pm if you want to watch it but I do have another little bits and bobs here from the ceremony itself so Barbie of course was another of the big movies from last year and this picked up an award so it took home Best Cinematic Achievement and this was kind of the first time that they did an award uh, like this and well deserved I think for Barbie here's Margot Robbie and her acceptance speech Thank you we would like to dedicate this to every single person on the planet who dressed up and went to the greatest place on earth the movie theatres Thank you and uh, thank you to everybody all the Barbies and Kens in front of and behind the screen. It was the greatest, most joyful show of craftsmanship and passion I've ever seen. 
And on behalf of um, uh, Tom and David and Robbie and I, uh, we want to thank the brave individuals at Warners and Mattel for taking an extraordinary risk and literally like inventing numbers to justify greenlighting this and then standing by it. Absolutely brilliant. And Greta Gerwig, the director, you can be heard in that clip as well. Clearly very overwhelmed. Now, the biggest cheer in the night went to the fantastic Emma Stone. I'm really looking forward to this movie. It's eighth, actually, I think, this week. It's called Poor Things. And she got Best Female Actor in a Comedy. And actually, the film itself, um, Poor Things, won for Best Comedy at the awards as well. And here is Emma Stone accepting her award. Oh, my God. There's only like 18 seconds left. Oh, the... (laughs) The crew, incredible. Tony, this is our third time working together. Tony, our writer. I love getting to say this dialogue and I love getting to horrify you with my Australian accent. You're the best, tiny. You know, I'm working on that all the time. There you go. Absolutely brilliant. And we will have more, of course, on our showbiz throughout the day. And do stay up to date as well on lmfm.ie. Yes, there's new music from her in 2024, which I'm thrilled about. I'm a big, big fan of Lyra. There she is with you. Now, have you had a battle on your hands this morning getting the kids out the door and into school? I know I have. Well, what can we do about it? We are going to be starting a new feature with the fantastic Melissa Moore. She's a play therapist from Delhi and we're going to kickstart it all off by talking about the routine getting back to the school routine Melissa's going to join us next The 11 to 1 show Being a parent is extremely rewarding but it also comes with a lot of challenges and we could all do with a little bit of help particularly when it comes to managing our children's emotional and mental well-being. So we are starting a new monthly feature on the show with the fantastic Melissa Moore. She's accredited play therapist. She's running MySpace Play Therapy in Delique and we're going to be focusing on different aspects of children's mental health and also how to navigate big emotions and issues that may arise particularly as we now have come completely back to reality with a bang this morning as schools reopened after Christmas. So we're going to focus on the back to school routine. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me again. How are you? Hi Sinead, I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to all the listeners. Too. Happy New Year to you as well and you are back to normal yourself this back morning. Back to normal this morning just, yeah. yes. Okay, so. so getting back into the swing of it. Now, just to let people know, uh, with this monthly feature, we very much want to hear from you. So what issues are coming up for you with your kids? What challenges are you facing? Whatever that topic really relating to your children do get in touch with us you can do that and a few ways okay info at lmfm.ie also our WhatsApp and text 086-1800-658 and Melissa will answer them in these series that we have so we're going to focus on the back to routine and this morning I was dragging the kids out of bed uh, talk about a shock to the system for them getting up early I'd say there's probably a lot of people that had a lot of stress this morning because we had ice on the roads mm. and everything yeah yeah Absolutely. And I'd say, you know, is first off, it's hard getting them up on a normal morning when you're back to school weeks in like, but on week one after being off for two weeks, yeah. it's going to be difficult. And I would imagine the rest of the week is probably going to be difficult enough. OK, right. Sorry. Okay. Sorry to break that news. <laughs> but do you know what? I suppose like if we want things to go smoother in the morning, the change has to start with us, really, um, because I probably would have said before, do you know, everything that we do, our children is watching they know our mood by just looking at us, by the the atmosphere in the house. You know, they can make, you know, they can make decisions about all of that very quickly. And our mood will affect 
how their mood is and how the morning goes. And we want to set our children up for a good day. And we want to leave the house in a good mood for our we good do. day as well, whether yeah. we're going to work or we're going home again or whatever after leaving them to school. So really the prep needs to start the night before. You see, now this is where I struggle. The motivation, particularly on a Sunday night, when we kind of already have a Sunday night grim feeling and then the prep has to be with lunches and everything else. That's the the struggle, I think, for parents, isn't it? Yeah, and I hate the lunches. I absolutely hate you in the lunches. Um, But I suppose it's a means to an end. Yeah. You know, you don't want your kids going out to school in the morning upset because you've had a row or there's been a mad rush. And what you're actually doing, you're setting them up for a bad day of school where they're living, you know, on the fight, flight, or freeze for a lot of the morning. And especially for those children that find school difficult anyway or find separating from you hard. We, you know, we need to make sure that their brain is in a, in a space that they can learn. And if they're going into school like that, they're not really in that best position to be able to hear what teacher is saying or to take direction or to even just switch on yeah. themselves. So when you look at it from that point of view, yeah, it's really hard after having two days off school to get back on Sunday night to get the uniforms out, you know, get the lunches made. It is hard to do, but it's so worth it. The payoff is much is huge in the morning. So I would say, if possible, mm-hmm. get them involved in the night before. Like, don't be oh, doing it all. Yeah, I like that now. I do like that. And as you say, get them involved, even from the very small, from the five-year-old. Like, the five-year-old can find their school bag wherever they flung it <laughs> after the Christmas. With the, with the mush banana. <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> of it. Absolutely. So what kind of what kind of things now would you give, say, the five-year-old to do, let's say? I would, perfectly like that, get yeah. your bag. Where mm-hmm. is your bag? Leave it down at the hall door. Um, get in the tracksuit if they yeah. can find the tracksuit or whatever bits and pieces of the uniform they, they're able to find. Get it on the bed or leave it on the floor at the end of the bed. So it's out. Yeah. And also on the other end, you know, you're not going to be doing that for your teenagers, but it's about reminders mm-hmm. for the first week that they are, they are out of sync and they're out of their routine. So to remind them, have you got done this? Have you done that? Maybe for the first week or so. Yeah. So getting your, your smallies involved right from the start, that it's not just about mommy or daddy doing it all. It's another job on top of 50 other jobs. Like, um, So having that done even having the cereal bowls and the cereal out on the t- on the kitchen table oh, the night before, yeah, yeah, um, you know, having those a couple of choices ready, keep it really simple. Um, and if if you're a family that like to have the lunch made the night before, then get them involved in that. Whether yeah. it's they're getting the ham and cheese out of the fridge for you, they mightn't depend on their age. They mightn't be able to make the sandwich as such but there's you know the vast majority of children well, actually, can make a sandwich that brings me to a good point because I do know people who still make lunches for teenagers sitting and leaving search okay, okay. <laughs> it's fairly close to home anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> what can what age like should a child be able to actually do their own lunch do you reckon um, I think they can definitely start getting you know the fruit and the oat and the yeah. bits and pieces out of the fridge from five or six, like yeah, do yeah. you know, and it's starting that early, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. And, and it's important that you do start that early. And look, there are mornings today when I get up, and it's easier for me just to make the lunches or yeah. have them made the night before. You know, if you've got a fussy or whatever, or you're under time pressure, it, it it's about, I suppose, picking your battles and doing it, getting them to do it when you can get them to do it. It's, there's no perfect scenario, yeah. Um, and there's no point in having a row of, over either in the mornings, do you know? Yeah. But they're well able to go and get the yogurt or the piece of cheese or whatever at the fridge and, and, you know. And absolutely be involved in it. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned pick your battles. Now, this is a good one because this morning I definitely had to do this. Now, in a lot of houses, I would say uh, they were the same kind of scenario in the sense that a lot of schools allow smallies to bring in their toy that they got from Santa today. Big decision 
when you're seven. Uh, a decision that is a top priority over getting a uniform mm-hmm. on. So this morning I had this back and forth with my son where he wanted to pick the toy as opposed to getting dressed. Uh, so what I did was, it was almost like you were in my head, Melissa. What I did was, <laughs> I said, OK, I bet you you can't get dressed in 30 seconds I'm going to like come on 30, 29 and it sort of shifted his attention is it about that as opposed to constantly shouting at him to get dressed so I would have spoken before about three minute segments in your day so there's three three minutes in the day that are really important for connection okay and the first one is in the morning when you're calling them so it's far better to go up the stairs open the door gently go in very gently and maybe give them a little shake on the leg or rub on the face to wake them up gently and slowly. This is my payback moment though for my kids, right? Because my kids wake me up with a full bang on a Saturday morning. So I love to just kind of go in and open the curtains and be like, morning! (laughs) You know, on a Monday. And you can do that, but it's how you do it. Okay. So it's not that you're shouty. Okay. You know, or you're shouting from your bedroom, it's time to get up, lads, whatever, or shouting from the bottom of the stairs. That's only going to roil them. Yeah. Yeah. And what, when you when you do that, you're risking the chance of your child being dysregulated. Okay. Before they've got down to the kitchen table, even. Yeah. Which can sometimes lead you to become dysregulated because they're pressing your buttons. Yeah. And if we've got two dysregulated people, we aren't going to be able to bring that down and co-regulate very easily. So what you're aiming for is to get them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to do it, that they're getting up regulated there's still going to be grumps and groans, yeah. you know, and, and tiredness and rashness and all the rest. But if you're going in calmly yeah. and like that, you're opening up the curtains, but you're doing it playfully. Yeah. And that is the key. And you, when you spoke about, you know, doing you can't do this in 30 seconds. Yeah. That's the playful element because yeah. you're breaking the ice, you're breaking the atmosphere. So I would say to bring playfulness in as much as you possibly can. Um, but especially those kids that are finding it hard to go to school, yeah. you really need to make the effort to have that connection for three minutes. And parents say, I don't have time, I don't have time to do it. If you have a child that's hard to get out of bed or, you know, is anxious or doesn't want to separate or just doesn't like going to school, you really need to make that extra yeah. effort, whether it's that you get up that 10 minutes early so you're in a place to be able to do that mm. because you're much more likely to get them to school happier if you've been able to regulate with them. Yeah. And you've been able to co-regulate. So and try I, and avoid the shouts. Yeah. And I think that's a good idea as well, getting up a bit earlier because I'm fully showered, dressed by the time I'm going in to wake the, the youngest and the eldest is up already at that stage as well. But it is and it's kind of having those kind of like just a little bit of peace as you're getting your own shower and whatever else in the morning. What about the child that had a mysterious headache and a mysterious stomach pain this morning? That's telling us a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably and without, you know, it's very generalised, but yeah. generally if it's not a medical thing and it's not a tummy bug or something, it usually is a sign of anxiety and mm-hmm. worry. Um, and usually with anxiety and worry based around school, you'll see a pattern. Yeah. So it might be the Monday morning or it might be the Sunday night or, you know, there's generally a pattern around that. Um, and I suppose it's ensuring that you're calm, that you're tuned in to your feelings around that. Inside you might be bubbling and it's yeah. kind of saying to yourself, oh, I'm getting, I know this isn't sickness, this isn't God's sake, just get up. Yeah. Try and keep that together. Because if you start getting annoyed, then he'll feel that and that raises him as, up as well, his big feelings up. So it's about kind of tuning into the feeling that he's given you, looking underneath the behaviour. So looking underneath, actually, is this a pain in the belly? What's this about? Yeah. What's the message he's trying to tell us? So all of these behaviours are indicating something to us. 
children don't have the verbal capacity the majority of them to actually tell us I'm anxious this morning I'm worried about going yeah, to school of course. so mammy have a pain in my belly so you might say something like gosh it sounds like you're a bit worried about going to school or you're not too keen on going to school I wonder what can we do about yeah. it what do you need do you need a hug come here and I'll give you a hug yeah you know? I know it's going to be okay. I trust Mrs. Brown, your teacher. She's going to look after you so well to get, to get today. And I'm really looking forward to hearing all about it later on. Yeah. So it's about not feeding into it. Yes, but, but recognising it. Absolutely. Yeah. Acknowledging the feeling that's going on for the child and validating it. So, you know, trying to not say, you'd be grand, don't worry yeah. about it. There's no need for it. Because I kind of, I, I think a lot of us, including myself at times, yeah. That's where we go there. That That's kind of our automatic response. But it's just about trying to make these little, small, little changes, do you know, um, because by doing that, what you're actually doing is telling them that the feeling's not, not valid. How he yeah. feels, he shouldn't be feeling that way. Um, and all, that, all feelings are valid, regardless Absolutely. of what they are. Absolutely. And the other thing is, on the way home as well, because so often, you know, we're coming home from work or we're coming home from whatever we've done that day and we're straight into homework, we're straight into dinner and we don't maybe stop and pause and kind of go, well, how was your day? How was school? Mm-hmm. You know, or we say it in an automatic way, but maybe we're not actually fully listening and engaging, isn't that it too? Yeah. And, and look, our children aren't stupid either. They know when we're, <laughs> they know when we're actually genuinely interested and we're, or we're just saying something for the sake of saying it um, I think it's really important that we don't ask 101 questions either so don't yeah. bombard them because they've been sitting for five or six hours in the day trying to you know be their best and trying to be tuned in their brain needs a rest Yeah. so definitely for the first week or even you know week and a half allow your child some time yeah have the chats the car is one of the best places to actually yeah. have any chat Yeah. because it's, it doesn't feel that they're you know under the microscope because it's because your, your eyes are on the road, they're not on them. So it's a really nice place to have any kind of conversation with your child. But ask the general, you know, if, you, if you're interested, well, how'd you get on today? Who were you playing with in the yard? Or what game? What was your favourite game today? Or what was your favourite thing about the day? As opposed to asking really direct yeah. questions. Yeah. Keep it general. If something needs to come up, it'll come up naturally. But don't bombard with questions when they've just got into the car or just got home. Give them some downtime. So allow them like to go home and have a snack. Yeah. Um, have a drink of water or milk or whatever that they're going to have. Give them some time out. Mm-hmm. Create somewhere that they can just sit and chill out for a few minutes. So, you know, your routine might have been normally straight home into the homework, get it out of the way. Yeah. The first week, they kind of need a little bit of leeway. Yeah. So let them time to down, chill out somewhere. Whether it's you create a little corner in, in the room you know, with cushions on the floor and some drawn materials or if they like fidgets or sensory toys or their favourite teddy. um, Or is they just go up and they lie down in their bed for a few minutes? Yeah. Give them water or a drink and something to eat. They might need a few minutes exercise depending on your child. Yeah. You know, if you have a child that has big, you can see the pent up feelings coming. Yeah. Let Energy. them throw them out on, the, be- on the, the trampoline for five minutes or kick a ball around the garden or you know, something to get that energy out because they're sitting on it all day. Yeah. And then get into the homework. Fantastic. So just to kind of recap, what would you like parents to take away in terms of morning times particularly and that routine? Prep is, I think, is number one. Our CAM will help them have their CAM. Um, And there's a phrase, CAM is contagious, you know. So just do your best the night before. Get up that little bit earlier in the morning. Don't try and, you know, cut things down to the last kind of few seconds rushing out the door keep the shouting to you know out if we can in the yeah. morning introduce the playfulness if we're stuck 
Yeah. Um, the connection time, those three minutes connection. Five. If you have a child, they find it really hard to get out the door. Five minutes playtime before they leave actually is really, really regulated. And there's loads of theory around that and research oh, based okay. on that. So that's kind of really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just allow them the time and the space in the afternoon. Fantastic. To, to you know. To de-stress de from the yeah. day. Melissa's fantastic as, advice as always and a great start to this new series. So if you have any questions, queries or any challenges that you're facing, info at lmfm.ie and also 086-1800-658. You can find out more about Melissa and what she does, myspaceplaytherapy.com and she's also on social media as well. Thank you so much. We'll chat to you next month. Thanks, Sinead. The 11 to 1 Show. I have music from Paddy Casey on the way, but first it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1978, Harvey Milk becomes the first openly gay person elected to public office in California. He served for almost 11 months in office until he was assassinated. And today... Oh, it's a great day for this. It's bubble bath day. Yes, it's the perfect way to relax. So get your bubbles, your candles, your nice music and a little bit of time to yourself. Bubble bath day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's Paddy Casey with Living Still to Come. It turns out that using this in the workplace is good for you. More on an interesting study. Plus, I meet the paediatric nurse who's opening a play village in Dunshockland. That's all to come. The 11 to 1 show. Oh no. It's back. And there's an all star version. Oh, we'll have to look into this after Sophie Ellis Baxter on 11 to 1. Oh, I'm loving it. Loved it when it came out 22 years ago, people. I know Sophie Ellis Baxter, Murder on the Dance Floor. And this song is all over the place because of Saltburn. I was mentioning this last week on the show. If you haven't seen that movie yet, it is on Amazon Prime. I highly recommend it. Do not watch it with your kids. (laughs) <laughs> do not watch it with your parents okay that's all I'm going to say but it is absolutely fantastic but what it has in fact sparked now that song and a particular scene which I'm not going to spoil even though the internet has spoiled it don't google Saltburn is all I'll say as well if you don't want things spoiled but one thing it has sparked is a really ridiculously stupid TikTok trend where rich people who clearly have missed the entire point of Saltburn they basically dance through their mansions to this song and it's just like sickening sickening because number one stop flaunting your big you know mansion number two clearly you haven't gotten the point of this movie you know really the root of what Saltburn is saying is rich people are bad (laughs) no I'm joking I'm joking but you know the flaunting of wealth and the sort of you know, there's a lot going on in Saltburn around this. I don't want to spoil it too much, but do check it out. Uh, but I'm loving the fact that that song has come back into our lives. Now, here is a song that we're going to be hearing a lot more of. Oh, I know. I know, I know, I know. Normally, I'm talking about this malarkey in summertime where I'm kind of sneering it the majority of the time. And that's not going to stop, let me tell you. As January 
happens uh, upon us and this Love Island All-Stars version apparently is coming into our lives. What is this, I might, you might ask? Well, apparently it's like, you know, all the kind of people that made the headlines from all the other seasons are gathering together in the villa. Could it be that they're trying to make, you know, more out of this than it probably deserves? <laughs> of course, of course. It's Love Island. The fact that this show is still going is just crazy. But anyway, it is set to return in a few days. But there's a bit of a twist because it is people that have been in the uh, villa before returning. But I have to say, I am liking Mayajama. She is back. Mayajama as host, uh, which is good. So Georgia Harrison... I do remember her now. She was from season three in 2017 and she was also on TOWIE as well. Uh, So she uh, also hit the headlines as well um, last year because of her boyfriend, Stephen Bear, who, of course, was jailed for releasing a video of them engaging in the act. And that was just horrific, horrific experience for her. So she is returning to the villa. Toby, I, Toby Armolarian, is that his, I have no clue who he is. Let's just gloss over him. Don't know who this other girl is. Not going to mention her. Chris Taylor, <laughs> he had a cameo in the Barbie movie. If, do you know what? If you want someone fun, right, on Instagram, a bit of crack, a bit of sort of, you know, shenanigans. He's always up to shenanigans, Chris Taylor. I think he is a great bit of fun and he's going back into the uh, Love Island Villa and he was there around the time of the Maura Higgins in 2019 and he didn't last too long. He was only there, I think, something like 15 days. He also popped up in a cameo with the Barbie movie. He's brilliant. So I think I'm looking, I would be Chris Taylor's team now all the way. I think he's really, really funny. Georgia Steele as well. She is back as well. She was in series four in 2018. Teen. Anton uh, is back in the mix as well. I actually really liked him as well. Was he around the time of the 2019 Moore Higgins as well? Moore Higgins is not returning people, okay? So for people wondering, is she coming back? She's not. So there you go. It's going to be back on our screens. Love Island, the All-Stars version. I mean, talk about milking it. Anyway, let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. The Golden Globes were on last night and Killian Murphy won Best Male Actor Motion Picture Drama for his role in Oppenheimer. Here's his speech. I knew the first time that I walked on uh, Chris Nolan's set that it was different. I could tell by the level of uh, rigour, the level of focus, the level of dedication, the complete lack of any seating options for actors <laughs> that it was... I was in the hands of a visionary director. We had the most incredible ensemble cast in this movie. There was magic, and some of them are here today. Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Gary Oldman. Thank you for carrying me and holding me through this movie. Uh, Oh, to all, all my fellow nominees, if you're Irish or not, you're all legends. Your stunning work, I salute you. Elvis Presley is set to be brought back to life with AI and holographic projections as part of a new immersive concert experience. The show is set to open in London in November. Vincent D'Onofrio stars alongside Alakwa Cox in the new Marvel series Echo, which hits Disney Plus this Wednesday. It's a spin-off of Hawkeye, and Vincent, who plays the villain, tells us what he loves about the role. This character of Wilson Fisk seems to be never-ending with his brokenness and his emotions. And when the writing is great, which it has been, it's such a pleasure to play. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Getting back to the music now, here's the script. 
The script with superheroes. Now, I'm always in awe of women who set up businesses whilst on maternity leave. How do they do it? I don't know how they do this juggle. We're going to meet one very shortly. Her name is Vicky McNulty. She set up Green Cubs Gifts. Okay, so she sells, you know, very sustainable, organic, eco-friendly uh, baby clothing and gifts. But as well as that, she has opened a play club, uh, play village in Dunchocklinook. So we're going to chat all things about that with Vicky McNulty. Next. The 11 to 1 show. We all know the importance of play. It's so important in our children's lives. And now children and parents in Meath will have plenty of opportunity for fun as a new play village has opened in Dunshockland. It was set up by my next guest. She's a former paediatric nurse turned business owner. This play village features eco-friendly role-playing toys that children will enjoy. So after setting up a successful online business specialising in organic and ethically made baby gifts and clothing, Vicky McNulty decided to branch out and she set up the play village which opened uh, just last year and it's now going from strength to strength. I had to find out more about this so I'm delighted to have Vicky on the line with me now. You're very welcome Vicky. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi Sinead, thanks so much for having me on. Great to have you. So you were a paediatric nurse initially but you left that world behind to start your own business. Tell us, where did the idea for Green Cubs Gifts come from initially? Yeah, so I have two small boys, um, five and two. Um, and when my first baby was... Um, Born, my sister gives me on some organic clothes. Um, I absolutely loved the idea of organic clothes. Felt they really lasted. Um, especially now with the two boys, um, I felt they've lasted the 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 years. Um, things like frugy, kite, stickly, baby boo. Um, so when I'm gifting on now to my friends and family, I try and get these brands together. So I found I was searching different sites, looking for all these brands, different websites, and then I was getting the gift box and the card. So I kind of just came up with the idea of maybe making these all available on one website, build your own baby box with all these different brands with a card in a box and just send it to anywhere in Ireland. Fantastic. So that's the essence then of the, the gifting side of the business then, the the, the gift cubs or, or the green cubs gifts, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So the, what we do is we do build a box. So we have three different options. So bronze, silver, gold. So something for every budget. Um, and our core focus will be on like organic cotton sustainable you know ethically made mm-hmm. clothes and um, where people get a fair wage um, so we present them all up packs them off to anyone so you can just click in get your gifts sent to anywhere in Ireland um, and we also do some other things like I've recently added a baby sign language book book from oh, Clever wow. Handies yeah. um, and then with the role play village coming up then we've also added um, whale and the flow role play pyjamas like fireman police men for older kids yeah I um, saw them on your Facebook actually yeah, yeah. they fantastic because I often had a battle with my younger guy um, you know getting out of the dress up stuff and into pyjamas for going to bed so <laughs> this is a fantastic idea isn't it that they have the role play pyjamas yeah, my five-year-old absolutely loves them. It's made bedtime a lot easier. Um, <laughs> once he has them to look forward to go upstairs, he's running up the stairs now to go to bed. That's fantastic. So Green Cubs, I love the name of this. It's very unusual. Tell us where did the name come from? Yeah, so with two boys, myself and my husband, we kind of, we'd call our little boys our baby bears. So that's kind of where the name came from. We wanted to have something with the kids um, involved in it. So our little cubs and then with the green part, it's eco, sustainable, ethical. So we kind of just put them together and came up with Green Cubs. 
There's a tiff over here who exactly came up with the name myself, my husband, but <laughs> I'm, 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 just, I'm going with me. No, it's yours. It's yours. Absolutely own it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm loving that and that you have the kids in, involved in it as well. So the business is just over a year old or so now and things are going really well. You had a really successful Christmas as well. Yeah, so it's it's up and down. You know, small business, I think, is hard for everyone at the moment. Mm. Um, but Christmas was lovely. Actually, we did a couple of fairs. We did the local busy boutique market here and out in Trim. Um, and it was just lovely seeing everyone, seeing the support. Um, so once people were able to see and touch and feel the clothes, then they'd realise the quality of them. So it was it was, yeah, it was very positive over Christmas, but it is hard for all small businesses. Um, contains that we I recently got like an embroidery machine um, mm. to do some personalised bibs. Um, taught myself how to do the embroidery, but amazing. Getting there anyway with that, um, and then we're also thinking of maybe adding some wooden sustainable toys just to um, just complement the the royal play village as well. Fantastic! So it's you're, you're very much uh, given this your full focus as well as juggling the the two boys. And you set up this business whilst on maternity leave, which is just I am in awe of women who do this. How do you juggle the two small children and the business? How do you do it? So mostly a lot of long nights, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it's very hard to do anything during the day with, with the two kids, you know, trying to give them the attention and yeah. um, just with childcare. Like I'm sure half of Ireland is the same, just trying to get childcare for, for the children. So it is a lot of late nights, you know, making up the boxes, doing the embroidery, kind of, I'm a bit of a perfectionist with and I have to be perfect in the boxes, the presentation, everything. So um, yeah, late nights and uh, tired mornings. Yeah. But, um, and the kids as well, with the, with the play venue we just opened up, they were trying to help, which is um, the counterproductive. <laughs> they were playing with toys, everything was everywhere, but look, they were helping me out and yeah, just, just getting there. Getting them involved in it as well is so important, absolutely. So yeah. so where did the idea then for the, the, the role play village come from? Because I think this is such an important thing for kids to have this imaginative role playing kind of games and things. It's it's so important, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really builds up their confidence um, and all their imagination as well. Like, as a paediatric nurse and a mammy, like, I know how important it is to to learn through play. Like, you mm. know, it's developed so many skills, like your communication, social, emotional skills, um, especially with children of different ages, learning from each other as well. Um, and I really do miss, like, working with the children. I went from the hospitals and Cullen Hospital to GP practice, and I miss the kids there, but, like, I really miss them now that I'm not it, around them every day. Yeah. Um, so that's why I wanted to have an area where I could see the children growing, learning, um, and then I brought my passion for sustainability into that as well, so that all the children could share the toys together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's 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 just gone from strength strength really the idea is I just went with absolutely. And and you set this up was around September. Would I be right in saying that for the the play village? Yeah, so it was. I had an idea over the last year, um, and then I think the only thing really holding me back was thinking of a venue. Um, so I just rang the community centre one day, and they had availability. So I just went to it. Um, I found it really hard myself to find things at the weekends, especially oh, yeah. um, when I when I was working. So they had availability on a Saturday. I said, I'll give it a go. I'll book it for um, our first five-week term and see how it went. Um, and I was completely overwhelmed. We booked out, like, you know, very quickly. So mm. I just realised there was a demand for it. So, um, yeah, I just went looking for toys then. I wanted yeah. to get really, like, you know, small Irish businesses, wooden toys that would last, quality toys. Um, and the demand then we ran the second term there in October um, our second term and people were asked for more days so an opportunity came up then local and shocking to um, open our own venue and maybe have a few more dates for um, parents on Friday mornings and Saturday mornings Fantastic. so we just went for it and um, yeah um, 
delighted how it's gone so far. Fantastic. So you're going to be, whereabouts? You're in sort of the main street in Dunshockland, is that right? Yeah, so we're on the main street there, just near the crossroads opposite the Arch Bar on Dunshockland. Oh, fantastic. Um, so very, very central for people. And you, t- yeah. you talked about some of it there. So you've got like, little different little stations uh, set up for the kids and it is all about this role playing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So like they can imagine anything they could want to be at all. Like we have different areas we vet and we have a cafe so they can be a chef. There's a, we have different outfits like a guard, a pilot, fireman. Um, and we've also just recently added uh, a little zookeeper um, outfit as well. So I'm trying to get some animal toys together now for that. Um, and just seeing their imaginations is lovely. Towards yeah. the end of the sessions, like uh, one of the sessions afterwards, our, our cafe had been set up as a tea party for our cats and dogs. Um, and our play theatre had been turned into a castle with all the brick. Like it's, it's, it's just lovely to see like what's been done during the class, especially what's left over at the end, seeing how they played. Yeah, absolutely. And and I remember bringing my, my own son to, you know, places similar to what you're talking about. And it is, it's great to have that sort of one-on-one time because, you know, so often when we are at home with them as well, you know, we're busy, we're doing, you know, laundry, we're doing other things, we're not giving them the full attention yeah. maybe that is required for, for play. And they do grow up so quickly. So to have that time with them is, is, is so, so special. So is it just open for younger kids or specific age groups or what way does it work for people to, to book? Yeah, so it's for children from six months to six years. So mm-hmm. like just even having the two boys there, there's a three-year age gap between them. And if I was bringing one child something, I'd nearly have to get the other minded because yeah. the, the cutoff. So I kind of wanted an area that you could bring, you know, focus. So six months to six years um, and then children under six months as well, they'll go free with the parent. Um, so like we have a baby area for the smaller children um, and then we have like all the role play stations for the older. Fantastic. But they... Learn from each other as well. Like, yes. you know, the small kids look at the bigger kids and um, learn from them, see their imagination and the parents can have a chat as well with a little oh, area. Listen, that's, the, well. <laughs> that's the cherry on the, on the yeah. top of the cake there. It really is because as so often as well, it can be quite isolating, particularly for parents that are staying at home with kids. So to have that adult time is lovely. So what feedback then have you had from, from parents and kids that have booked into the session so far? It's really positive, yeah. So it's it's lovely getting positive feedback. Like, you know, people contact me on, on our Instagram page or an email you know, afterwards with, with lovely feedback to saying how much they enjoyed the session and we doing any of their days. Um, and as well as that, it's, it's the children that I said, no, if people children are booked in for the terms over the five weeks, mm. the difference in the first week to the fifth week, they're just, they're really coming out of their shell. You could see the parents as well having chats there, coming in there, knowing people by name towards the end of it. Um and as well, just for Christmas there, a lot of parents said to me that they liked the fact that the children could play with the toys before they could go out and buy them. Yes. Um, and as well, like, you know, the children could put them on their Santa list as well, so Santa could bring some of the some yes. similar toys as well. So they can try them out, which is great. And, exactly, yeah. And something like this, you know, is great for that child maybe that's finding it a bit tricky to make friends maybe in his Montessori or in school. And to come to something like this where you're seeing the same faces each week is quite good as well in that regard, isn't it? Yeah, because it's not, it's not, we're not very structured. So the only structure we do is at the end where we do a, a small circle time where we do some songs yeah. um, and then you can join if they want. So when the child goes in, it's completely child-led. They can stay with themselves for a little while, branch out then, have, have a little chat with another little child, um, or they can do their own thing. But it's nice, it's, it's a very informal environment for them to kind of explore at their own pace and come out with their shell if they need to at their own pace. Yeah, it's a great idea. And you do a lot of work as well to give back to the community. You sponsored the Cloth Nappy Ireland Loan Kits. Now tell me about this because I had absolutely no idea that there was a Cloth Nappy Library Ireland organisation. 
Yeah, so um, there's an Earth Baby Fair every year. It's in the Glen Royal at Kildare. Um, and it's a fundraiser for um, Clotnappy Library Ireland. So I used to attend with my two boys. Um, and then last year we had a stall at Green Cups Gifts. And I really learned a lot more about the fundraising that um, Clotnappy Library Ireland do. So it's a voluntary organisation um, that um, loan out Clotnappies really. So it's a huge yeah. big investment sometimes to go in and straight in get the nappies and they may not suit. So this gives people an opportunity to try out the different nappies um, reduce waste really that's the main thing yeah. um, with disposals like I, I know myself like I use cotton nappies and both my boys but like I couldn't do it full time sometimes it's not possible to do it full time you know yeah, of course. small steps here and there you know like so I'd, I'd use them sometimes during the day at home but not when I was out um, but what the cotton nappy library Ireland does is it gives people the opportunity to try them out see if they want to make the investment um, they offer free meetups information sessions um, and then by us sponsoring us, we were able to um, contribute to updating their uh, loan kit. Amazing. So new nappies, different choices, things like that for parents as well. That's brilliant. And and as well as that, you're also teaming up with the Quidgy groups in, in the Mead area as well to offer uh, sessions at the at the Play Village. Yeah, so I've been part of Quidgy for a few years now. Um, back when I was, I was in the Dublin West Branch when I lived in Tala and then when we moved to Shockland, there was a new group set up um, just over a year ago. And they just provide lots of support for parents. It's all mm. run by volunteers. So we're just teaming up with them to do a few special, uh, special sessions. Um, so that so parents can get out and about, just meet other parents. It's really just about getting out of the house, chatting to other mammies and you know, parents and just, just making a few connections there for yeah. support when you need so it. So important. It really is so important. And for something like this, at least you know then the kids are going to be entertained. Absolutely. So the business is still such in the early stages, but things, you know, you're developing all the time. What are, what are the hopes then for the future? Yeah, so I'm hoping to put on some more classes. We're not sure exactly yet. I have a lot of different ideas for classes for smaller babies, um, for some older babies, you know, things during midterm, things like that. So yeah. it's, all, it's all in planning works at the moment. Um, and I'd also like to work some more charities and maybe do some sessions for kids with additional needs, like, you know, yeah. smaller class sizes, lower life, no mood, things like that. So I'm contacting some people at the moment um, just to see how best I can do that and how best I can offer that. I think, um, yeah, that's a fantastic idea to to have that aspect of it as well. Absolutely. And and in terms of information, is the website the best place for people to go? Yeah, they can, you can, or we have an Instagram and Facebook, so yeah. Green Cup Play and Green Cup Gifts. And then we have websites, greencupsgifts.com and greencupsplay.ie. Um, so we run the classes on Friday and Saturday mornings at the moment. Um, and the best way to, to meet us is to book, join us and see how you like it. You can go for a trial run, um, individual class or a term, whatever it can be. Fantastic. But yeah, yeah. Send a message or an email. Absolutely, that's the best way people get in touch. Well, Vicky, I think what you're doing is fantastic. I'm wishing you every success with the business going forward. Thank you so much uh, for taking time out to have a chat with us today. Thanks so much uh, for, for the opportunity to have me on and uh, thanks very much for that. Not a problem at all, not a problem. Vicky McNulty there, so interesting. So if you have a child around that age, up to six pretty much, even the little e's can be involved in this as well. All the details, Green Cubs Play is uh, .ie is that one. And the other one is greencubsgifts.com and then the Instagram, you can find them, Green Cubs Play and Green Cubs Gifts as well. They're also on Facebook as well. The 11 to 1 show. Oh, I could do a little pick-me-up and this song never fails to put me in good form. Here they are, five. Keep on moving on 11 to 1. 
five. Keep on moving. He certainly moved from the awards straight onto a flight because Aer Lingus uh, on their Facebook page at the moment, fantastic picture. It's just like pretty much an empty flight with the Golden Globe on it. It says a very special passenger in today's flight from Los Angeles. Huge congrats to Killian from all of us. Imagine the... Oh, I'd be just... Imagine now you're one of those uh, air hostesses and Killian Murphy just saunters onto the plane in the tux with the Golden Globe. What would you like? What would you even say to him? I wouldn't have a clue. I'd be so starstruck, but it'd be absolutely brilliant. There you go. Fantastic. And uh, ever one to use an opportunity as well. Fantastic marketing, Aer Lingus. Who's, who's in charge of your, your social media? Absolutely brilliant. Uh, now, it is time to calm down shortly with Rima and Selena Gomez. But first, it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Louth and Meath Education and Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following position. It's a school transport escort in the Dunshockland area. For details and applications, you can check out careers.lmetb.ie. The closing date for this is today, the 8th of January, and all the details can be found on the local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Another big success story from 2023, Nigerian star Rima with Selena Gomez. Calm down on LMFM is 11 to 1 now from Nigeria to Jamaica. I've got music from Bob Marley on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Bob Marley, could you be loved on LMFM's 11 to 1? If you have the January blues, I have the cure for them on tomorrow's show because we're very much looking forward to hearing more about what is going on in Drogheda as part of the nighttime economy. This is the new pilot scheme that was um, announced. It was actually announced in 2022 and Drogheda is one in nine towns in Ireland to benefit from this pilot scheme. So we're going to be finding out more about what that means and also we're going to be hearing from the Drogheda Arts Centre who have a huge programme of events not just for the Nighttime Economy Pilot Scheme programme but just generally uh, throughout the next couple of months so we're going to be finding out more about that on tomorrow's show. That is my lot on the show for today thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app.